The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash earnings right now. netsuite.com slash earnings. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 331 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Today's main story... In Chicago, after a heated negotiation, public officials and teachers' unions are getting close to an agreement about whether and when to return to in-person school. But Chicago's fight is one that's playing out in cities all over the country. But first, here's what happened in virus news today. data suggests the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine is only 22% effective against mild and moderate disease caused by the South African strain of coronavirus. Astra said in a statement that there isn't enough information yet to say whether it's effective at preventing severe COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. The company said work was already underway to adapt the vaccine to deal specifically with the South African variant, and that a new version could be available by the fall. South Africa, where over 90% of new cases are the more contagious strain first identified there, will temporarily halt the rollout of the Astra vaccine. The country plans to accelerate its supply of shots from Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer. Dr. Anthony Fauci warned Americans not to delay their second dose of the coronavirus vaccine. That came after other health experts suggested recently there may be a benefit to pushing more people to get a first shot and delaying follow-ups. Fauci said the scientific data points strongly to the benefit of following the recommended timetable for the two doses and that U.S. vaccine supply should improve in February and March as the manufacturing capability escalates. Finally, President Joe Biden said it's unlikely the U.S. will reach herd immunity for the coronavirus before the end of the summer. Herd immunity means enough people become resistant to the disease that its spread becomes unlikely. In the U.S., logistical delays and vaccine shortages have meant only a small fraction of the population has received shots since two different vaccines became available in December. Biden spoke in an interview with CBS News that aired on Sunday. And now for today's main story. This weekend, Chicago Public Schools reached a tentative agreement with its teachers to resume in-person learning later this week. The deal isn't final, and it's the latest in a series of tense back and forth between the city's schools 
and its teachers' unions. The bitter fight in Chicago echoes other big cities. I spoke to Chicago-based reporter Shruti Singh, who explained that tensions have escalated coast-to-coast between unions fearing the spread of COVID-19 and local officials under pressure to get teachers back into the classroom. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication. It's fortitude. And it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us, made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. As school districts across the U.S. face the very difficult decision about whether and how to bring students back to in-person teaching, schools in Chicago have been facing a particularly difficult path. Can you give us maybe just a brief lay of the land in terms of what's been going on in the city? It has been uh, a long year, and uh, a lot of kids have not been in-person school since about March. So it's about 10, 11 months. And now there are people, whether it's parents or district officials or others, starting to question, you know, when do we go back to school? So one of the concerns has come from, or many of the concerns have come from, the teachers. They've brought questions up regarding vaccinations. They've brought questions up regarding work-from-home arrangements for those who are either at risk themselves or may have a family member that may be at risk if they are exposed to COVID-19. So over several months, Chicago Public Schools and the Chicago Teachers Union has been negotiating on how to bring teachers, staff, and students back into the classroom. I think both sides have said that they want in-person learning, but how to do it and how to do it safely is the question. Now, over the last month or so, things have become a little bit more tense as there was uh, initially a mark on the calendar for preschool and special education kids to come back in early January. Um, And then there was a date for the kindergarten through eighth grade students to come back as well. You know, a lot of there was a lot of uh, concern about that. and, And those deadlines, you know, that were set by the city, I think the teachers were just not ready for those. And, you know, when it comes to discussing the the timeline of bringing students back into the classroom and, of course, teachers as well. What have been some of the key issues that, say, the teachers union and the city have been wrestling over when it comes to how essentially do we make classrooms safe? Well, the two sides have been going over a variety of issues, including ventilation. There are um, safety committees that have been set up at at the school level now. Um, There are questions about sanitation, PPE, 
and also some of the issues that were remaining towards the end of negotiations over the last few weeks have been things like vaccinations, as well as the accommodations for teachers and staff who may be at risk themselves or may have family members at risk. And in terms of these timelines that you you referenced earlier, what has been the latest in terms of when Chicago have wanted some students back in the classroom? What are the new timelines? Well, so initially, the district, as well as Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, had said they wanted preschool and special education children to come back in about mid-January. And then a few weeks after that, they were asking for kindergarten through eighth grade students to come back. The teachers would also be coming back under that previous plan on a rolling basis. Now, under the current tentative agreement that the Chicago Public Schools and the Chicago Teachers Union have come at just over the weekend, um, the tentative agreement outlines a framework where the earliest of the students, which would be preschool and the special education kids, would be coming back as early as this Thursday. But high school is still an unknown right now. The district has said they want to try to bring as many kids back into school in person as possible. But right now they haven't sort of laid out what the timeline and what the return in for in-person for high school students and teachers is going to look like. And I also want to mention that this is an option that um, the district is offering to parents and not everybody has chosen to come back in person, even through eighth grade. About 67,000 students have indicated that they will come back in person of that preschool through eighth grade and special needs um, category, but that's out of a pool of about 207,000 or so. Now, you know, there are a lot of moving parts in terms of bringing students back um, at, at whatever age, and it certainly might be the case that teachers don't necessarily feel that their classroom's are safe to come back for them to teach in. What happens if a teacher says, I'm unwilling to come back to do in-person teaching? So that has been actually a point of contention over the last several weeks, because when the earliest groups of teachers were being asked to come back, there were still negotiations going on between the Chicago Public Schools and the Chicago Teachers Union. And there were a certain number of teachers who said, I'm going to continue to work remotely as the union had voted to do and not go into the school building. Some teachers even chose to work outside of their school building uh, to highlight some of the concerns that they have. There was a certain number of teachers given those actions that were considered absent without leave. And some of those teachers were locked out of the technology that's needed to teach remotely within the school system. That has actually been a point of contention between the district and the union. And so the union has said, we will continue to work remotely until we have an agreement. And the district and the mayor, as recently as Friday, had said that if teachers um, who were required to come back today under the most recent deadline, because there's been several deadlines, if they did not show up, then they would be locked out. But then this tentative agreement arrived over the weekend, and that has been put to the side for right now. 
as the U.S. vaccine distribution rollout picks up speed, a lot of people have mentioned perhaps the need for teachers to be closer to the front of the line, that um, they need to receive their vaccines in order to to be safe in the classroom. Does this agreement or have has there been any discussion about the ability for Chicago teachers to receive vaccines in order to get back to get back to the classroom? The teachers are in 1B, which is the phase that includes essential workers and those who are 65 and over, at least here in Illinois. I know from state to state, it differs a little bit, but they are in the essential worker category and they are asking the district to set aside and allocate a certain number so that teachers can be prioritized on a rolling basis. There's been a lot of back and forth about this, but where things stand right now is that under the tentative agreement, there would be about 1,500 first doses allocated per week to CPS, the Chicago Public Schools. You know, we're recording this on Monday, February 8th, and today is a day that a lot of decisions may be made about the future of in-person learning and the tentative agreements between the teachers union and the city in Chicago. What are some of the decisions that may be made today? Well, this has been an ongoing process for months. The two sides, the Chicago Public Schools and the Teachers Union, have been negotiating for months. And now, over the last few weeks and last few days, there have been ongoing negotiations. And, you know, certainly we saw updates throughout the weekend. Right now, where things stand is that uh, the Chicago Teachers Union is reviewing and assessing the most recent tentative agreement, tentative proposal that the city has put forth, and they're going to assess it with their governing body, which is called the House of Delegates, and their rank and file members. So we're all waiting to see what the latest update might be. It could be any time. That was Shruti Singh. And that's it for our show today. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Magnus Henriksen, and me, Laura Carlson. Today's main story was reported by Shruti Singh. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Our editors are Rick Schein and Francesca Levy. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.